Hey, good evening. Tonight's learning is sponsored by the Fish Mishpacha Yerotzen, that the schus of our learning should be a schus for him and his Mishpacha, Shaytamash Atayim, Yipivim Pizarim, Yizarazari, Ad Oilam, Shemizbarach, Bechol, Mili, Demetav. This is our 36th year. So the Tzemel Chai Bracha should go to the Fish family and uh, to all those that are Mishtatif in the Shir and uh, Befrat to the Miyasid of the Shir. He should be Zoichet, Habri Bracha, and Atzlacha, Beschus. The Avedis Hakodesh. Okay, so <clears throat> the pasuk we're in the middle of discussing the back and forth with David and Shol. Shol came out pretty much in the open that he wanted to kill David. We saw last week, and Yonason manages to ease the differences. He manages to convince his father not to kill David. Not only does he convince Shol not to kill David, he convinces Shol to make a neder. That he's not going to kill David. Made a net that he's not going to kill David. So Yonison took this extremely seriously. And David comes back, right? And he he comes back in front of David. And that was the end of the Pasuk Zion. It's called Varma Ela. You were asking me last week, this Lashem where it comes from. I remember it afterwards, yeah. but I love him. That Pnei Lov, the Eni Imi, Ketmel Shulshim. Vataisif HaMolchom Aliyas, and we saw this Pasuk last week, Pasuk Ches. There were further battles with the Pelishim. Vayetzi David, Vayilochim, the Pelishim, Vayach, Behemak, Gedayu, Vayinusim, Ponif. And again, David has a resounding victory against the Pelishim. The Pelishim run away, and unfortunately, with every victory of David over the Pelishim, it has the exact effect on his relationship with Shaul. Shaul becomes more afraid, more paranoid, more convinced that David is out to get him, and the hatred grows. Pasuk test. This is where we left off last week. Again, this spirit, this ruach ra, this whether it's a level, you know, be careful how we talk, but a level of mental illness, melancholy, the way the Malvin calls it, depression, he was raving, whatever exactly it was. He was sitting in his house with his spear in his hand. David is once again called to play the music to ease Shaul's Ruach Ra. And we saw before that Shaul once in the midst of a Ruach Ra attempted to throw the spear and kill Dov in a way that would look like an accident. And in those times, HaKadosh Baruch Hu helped David with a tremendous siyat of the Shemaya, that without even realizing what he was doing, David happened to turn at the exact right moment, the spear misses him, and David doesn't even realize, I guess Shaul had this habit of, you know, throwing his spear across the room for target practice, and he didn't even realize that he was the intended target, and uh, he continued playing music. Twice this happens without David being aware. This time the story is different. Again, Shaul decides to throw the spear, but the Malbim says this time Shaul did it in a way that it wasn't in a manner that was you know, supposed to look like an accident. He, he straight out aimed for David. And this time, unlike the other two times where David, just HaKadosh Baruch Hu, caused that David decided to turn his head at the exact right moment, this time... David sees what's happening. He sees Shaul take a spear and throw it right at him. And he manages to duck. And the spear goes whizzing over his head, slams into the wall. The David nas and David doesn't wait to hear anymore, and he runs away. And he runs away that night. 
Where does David run? So at this point, he just runs home. And it's very important for the Hemshech of the story to understand, you know, David doesn't run off into hiding. If the king's trying to kill you, you know, you don't just run home. You know, the king knows where you live. It's clear that David understood that this was just the effects of Shaul's Ruach Ra, which it was. David didn't see in this anything more. David knew that Shaul made a Shvua B'Shem Hashem not to kill him. And he saw this is the effects of the Ruach Ra. He was not, you know, he can't be held responsibility for his actions when he was under the influence of this Ruach Ra. So David ran home. So David runs home. What happens when David comes home? Now, Shaul, apparently, even when he was in these moments of Ruach Ra, he can act in a fairly competent manner. He sends messengers to the base, David, to guard David and to kill him to kill him in the morning. Now, we have to have an understanding. Why did the, you know, why didn't Shaul just send the soldiers barge, in, barge into the house drag him out of bed, drag him there and kill him or kill him in his house. Well, what's this whole wait till the morning and then we'll kill him in the morning and we'll see that David manages to escape with that little bit of time that he's granted. So what's this all about? So the Malbum here, actually before we get to the Malbum, the Radak says that Shaul still, even in this moment of Ruach Ra and his obsession with killing David, he still didn't want to kill his daughter's husband in front of his daughter. He felt that would be wrong. So he was waiting in the morning. He would, you know, drag her out of bed. It's very traumatic. He'll wait till the morning, bring him to the palace, and take care of him in the palace. That was the plan, according to the Dach al The other Mepharshim say a little bit differently, also al Hapshat. But the Redak, the, the Ralbag, says that Shoal was aware that this is not going to look good. You know, the optics are terrible. This is the national hero. He's the king's son-in-law. No one saw him doing anything wrong. And one day the king just sends soldiers, barge into his house and kill him. That even, even for a Jewish king, that's not going to go down well. Memela, David, Shoal had a plan. So Shoal sent the messengers that, you know, first of all, there's another problem. You barge into the home and try to kill David. You know, David is, is the Giber Yisrael. He's, he's, not, uh, he's not exactly, you know, this weak little person that's going to be sitting there and overcome so easily. He might fight back. He might convince the soldiers not to harm him. So instead, he told them, just wait till the morning. You just guard them, make sure he doesn't escape. And the plan is, we'll call him to the palace. And in the palace already, he'll figure out a way to have him put to death in a manner that he can, you know, either blame it on his Ruach Ra. You know, sending soldiers to kill him doesn't look as good as the Ruach Ra as if, you know, in the, in the, you know, in the fit of his Ruach Ra, he hits him with the spear. That's a little bit easier to explain. Or maybe David will do something along the way that will make him guilty of death because he's a married by Malchus. That's how Rabag explains it. The Malbum says that Shoal had a major plan over here. He says that Shaul wanted to give David the status of Meribah Malchus. And he wanted to claim that David was trying to escape from service to the king. He was running away from the draft. So how did he do this? So he sent messengers. Now, if he's going to send people and just kill them at night, that, that doesn't look like, you know, uh, that's, that, that looks like extrajudicial killing. He wants to make it look that it's all done within the law. So he sent the messengers, guard him overnight. Now, if David refuses to come... So then right there, he'll have a, uh, 
valid excuse to kill him. And not only that, the fact that he had soldiers watching him at night shows that David is suspicious, that Shaul is suspicious, Dov is trying to run away from him, he's trying to avoid the draft, he's running away to the enemies, whatever the claim would be. So by sending guards to stand outside the house, that shows that, you know, people see, oh, obviously there's something suspicious going on. We have, you know, royal guards guarding the house, and then he'll call him to the palace, and this is all a plan that will be able to kill him in a way they will be able to cover over, either cause David to be chayiv misa by, at any point, refusing an order of the king, or he'll manage to uh, put him to death in a way that people won't realize what's going on. So the idea, basically, the Mepharshim understand over here is that he was trying to cover his tracks. So we see already there was some, some level of calculated chesh <coughs> here to kill him. This wasn't just in a fit of rage that Shoal wanted to kill him. Now, Vatageid Lidovid Michal Ishte Lemar, David's wife Michal, she finds out what's going on, and she tells him, Halayla, if you're not gonna run away tonight, Mokhar Atamumas, you're gonna die tomorrow. So we see that David himself obviously didn't expect Shoal was gonna chase after him and kill him, he wouldn't have gone home. But Michal tells him, No, 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 I know what's going on. This is not just uh, another case of him raving and throwing the spear at you. You're, you're in serious danger, you have to escape. How did she know anything more? Oh, that's a good question. How did she know? So, Pashta she knew because she was his daughter and she somehow, you know, spoke to him. She heard in the palace. But we'll see, Yonison had no idea about this. But it appears that she somehow managed to find out in the palace, although maybe there was a different way she found out. We'll see in a minute. <coughs> so how did David escape? Vateirin Michal is David Barachaloin. She lowers David out the back window. The guards are in the front. Vayelach, Vayivrach, Vayimolet. David goes, he runs away, and he is saved. Now, Michal doesn't just lower David out the window. She knows she needs to buy time for David to run away. So she does like every good person does in camp when they're trying to hide from the OD. Vatikach Michal Alamita. She took the trophim, which are, we'll discuss the trophim in length, but trophim were in the form of people, and so some sort of, something that looked like a person, she puts it in the bed, but this form of a person didn't have a hair, so she puts some goat skin by the head, and she covers over the whole thing with the blanket, so you come into the room, you see the full human form, you see something that looks like hair, you see a blanket, looks like someone's sleeping in the bed. Okay, so Iris Elam Adamim, she had some red goat skins. They didn't have much light then. Yeah. Now, but this is a night in Barjin. The next morning, Shaul sends messengers. Oh, before we go, invite them. Sorry, I forgot to discuss the truff. So the truffin is a very important question. What exactly are these truffin? So Rashi tells us that these truffin are asuyim b'demuskuf adam. They were shaped like people. So, uh, what exactly is David doing with human forms in his house? We're all familiar with Trophim from Beis Lavan, and uh, that's not a, you know, that was that was a Zavay Dezar. So, the Mepharshim all discussed this. So, the Meyuchas Lurikara says, Mepharsh Kfar Belavan, Vitema Kfar Mamish, how could you say, Malach Eitzel HaTrophim, how could be the David HaMelech HaTrophim? And he says, Hashem HaTaymer Nish'olim HaYubahen, they use them, for uh, they're able to be shoyal and use this of finding out the seed, these things are going to happen. So Trophim are Aser. They're a way of, uh, you know, some sort of fortune-telling trick. And she was Meir Heter that it was a situation of Pekoch Nefesh. 
And uh, that's how she she used them. In Kiyesh Lahavan, Shahim Star, Mimena eats a Sirosh, Litigalas, Eisendov and Baila. So it seems Marie Kara understands that she was Taka Shoyal with these Trophim. And you're asking, how did she know Shoal's secret that he wanted to kill? This is Shoal's plan. You know, not so likely he revealed it to his daughter, who he knew loved David. You know, it was a secret. Yainison, the crown prince, didn't know about it because. Because Yonason loved David, you would think he probably wouldn't let his own daughter, who's married to David, know. So perhaps one shot and how she knew is because uh, she was she was shy over Trump. Oh, it's not a Vaidazar, it's something else. Oh, so we have to see some of the other Pshat here. What is this? So we have to see the redactor. Redactor says as follows. Esa Trophim, Targum. Salmanai, it's forms. So first of all, she put them in the bed. You have something. You have a mannequin in the home. That's definitely the best thing to put under the covers. She didn't David Okay, so we're obviously still explaining the pshat. Fine, but let's go weiter. The Indian at What? 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 We'll get. We'll get there. Don't worry. So zok your dak. The Indian at What? What are this chafim all about? Yesh mefarshim kiheim avaydazara. They're avaydazar k'moi hatrofim asher lulovin shikavasa rachel that they're taka avaydazar v'lovin oiv avaydazar ahoy k'moi shomer la lama ganavta es elahoy v'chalila chalila shahayiv beis davar avaydazar so zokter dak I reject out of hand the possibility of davar hamelach had avaydazar nes has kempi v'yeshaimer there are those that say shehu kli hanachoyshes ha'osi ladas chelke hashoyes some sort of uh, Copper clee that you could tell time. It was not a clock that does not, you know, they didn't have clocks in those days. But somehow you could use, figure out Chelke Ashoas of them. The Yerubem Asidus are also used to predict the future, but Mishpat Hanazalus using the Mazalus. So it was some way, I don't know what, what exactly this device was, but something to get to do with the hours and the Mazalus. And you're able to tell future with it. So you're asking us, so maybe she was she was shoyal, she not chas v'shalom of a desire to tell the future, but this was some sort of scar, stargazing, which maybe is also in the pesukim. But I'll call upon him not also. It's not also b'makim pekuachnet. It's not from the gimel chamuris. Now the pasuk says oisim cholak Hashem lekechem lecholumais, but it doesn't uh, doesn't doesn't say that it's that it's any shaykes of a desire. The old time pieces they have on the ground. Yeah, sundials, sundials that don't sundials. usually work at night, but Some I don't know. They had mazolis, they built in. It helps you. They had different tracking devices. They found some, on some Roman ship, they found some device, like some sort of like mechanical computer, basically, that helped them s- the figure. They don't even understand it fully, but to calculate, to help them make very complicated, cal- com- complicated calculations of the movements of the mazolis and the different uh, heavenly bodies. So maybe it was something like this. Who knows? But I'll call upon him, Zakhtar Adak, that's another Pshat. But Zakhtar Adak, that can't be. Why? Because they talk about Dvar Lovin, Abu Dvar Michal, who Koshla Farish, Lama, some Isam Bemitav, Makam David, that doesn't look like a person. If he has some sort of mechanical computer, it doesn't look human like. But I say, Kli, Ainim, it's it doesn't look like a person. Vachachem, Rabbi Avram, Ben Ezra. So Ben Ezra says, Kosav, Kiatrofem, Heimal, Surus, Ben Adam, Vihasuya, Likabal, Kayachal, Yainim. They brought down Kaychis al Yain, made a person, sounds like almost like a Goyim. 
and and the Radak seems to be learning this pshat, and he says the proof of it. Shatrofim came, Hatrofim shesoma michal b'mita ad shechosh shem rabai shem tovet. They look so good and so lifelike that they actually fooled the soldiers. They came and they thought it was David. You know, the, you know, you don't get fooled so easily with a crumple a blanket in the shape of a person. It seems like they somehow had kaiches and they they really resembled a person. I'll go upon them. That is the way the Radak over here learns. A little bit more uh, generic is the Mitsudas that uh, Uri was mentioning before, is that they're made Mitsuras Adam. Why did they do it? So some people made for Avayda Zara, but other people made it Mitsuras Adam Yedua. You know, you go into some people that have a bust of Napoleon, whoever they consider important. They made it in the shape of their husbands. They didn't have a picture of their husbands. They couldn't look at pictures, and the husband went out to battle. Instead, they had a, you know, a, they had a lifelike statue of their husband, and that's what they wax looked museum. at. Huh? Looked like perfectly looked like wax Yeah, wax. Did that was an Oh, it's a very good question because it's an isser leisasu and iti Right, you're not allowed to make. You're not allowed to make a shape of a person. Anything that's medorah, mesham, shesim, maybe mother, alyena. Not allowed to make anything that's that's on in shemaim, including one of the face, one of the tsuris on the kisei kavod is the mus adam. So you're not allowed to make the form of adam. That's why some people chop off the ears of the doll. Some people say no, they don't look lifelike. But apparently, this the, this this tsuris adam had something about it that was identifying it as not being a fully identical to a person in a male, that's why it would be mutter. You'd have to say that. I was going to ask the opposite. What? not see from here that dolls are mutter. So we don't learn Tanakh and Paskin that way because we'll have a lot of things that it says in Shulchan Aruch also that are mutter. Instead, we try to figure out how to make Tanakh fit with Chazal and Shas and Paiskin because they, otherwise you can have uh, many things that you'll come out of Mutter that, that, that are not. So, uh, you know, it's sometimes in Avoida, there's whole swarm that are written and trying to miash of the uh, different stories in Tanakh that don't te- seem to dry with our understanding of Halacha, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah, everyone made different reasons. It just means it was a trophim is just a. Form of a person. It's a bust of a person, right? So you can have it because you're studying Napoleon and you want to have Napoleon in your room. It can happen because you bow down to Napoleon or you could be married to Napoleon. So they can give you three options why you would have Napoleon's face on your dresser. Okay. It works out very well according to him how, how it tricked the German uh, Yeah, but it looked, looked like mamish like David. It was, it was made in the shape of David. The only shot is why they didn't bother putting hair on it that they had to use the goat skin. Okay. Maybe that's why she kept the red goat skin in the house and she wanted it to really look lifelike. I don't know. Maybe that's why they got around uh, that put no, here, maybe. Okay. Uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm not sure if that would work, you know, especially if he's over 40. <laughs> could, uh... <coughs> okay. Did, did, did they know David was, was David leaving for good now when he was running away? When she said you gotta leave, like, did he give her a get? Like, that was not yet decided. That will be decided as Hashem soon. So the messengers come in the morning to get David. So she says, I'm sorry, David's sick, he can't come to the palace now. So he came, you know, they didn't come barging, you know, FBI, we're here to arrest David. They came nicely, the king would like to see David. And this makes sense with the Pshatim, that he was still trying to work this out in a way that he can, uh, you know, get around public opinion. And she says, no, David's sick. Shaul hears this, he's already, uh, doesn't like this. He figures David's just using the sickness as a pretense not to come to the palace because David's scared of him. He hops, David doesn't want to be there. So, Ve'yishal Shaul asam alochem, Lirai says David, to go and see David. Le'imar ha'alu 
And he told them, bring him to me if you have to on the bed, he's going to be put to death. What's this haroisai? Lirai says David, I'm sorry. So the Matsuda says, He tells you six, okay, we want to visit him, we want to pay, we want to see how he's doing. And uh, Shaul figured that this is a trick. So if they come and they say, okay, we're here to pick up the blanket, and David's looking hale and hearty, he was married by Malchus. The king said, come, and you say you're sick, he's chayv me, so that would be great. And if not, if he's taka sick, schlep him in the bed, that will be a perfect opportunity to take care of David when he's weak and sick. So that was the plan. Bring him up in the bed, whatever he had to do. <clears throat> right, the Malm says, And if he is sick, so then, uh, then uh, he'll have a great opportunity to kill him when he's weak. What? So the, these, these messages come, they pull back the blanket, and surprise, there's the trophim on the bed. And the hair is actually some goat skin. So obviously they run back to Shaul, tell him what's going on, and Shaul's fuming. So first thing is he turns to his daughter, well, how did you trick your own father? You sent away my enemy, and he's able to escape. You don't understand. You know why I did this? He threatened me. If you're not going to let me go, I'm going to kill you. And if you're going to snitch right away, don't worry. I'm going to come back and kill you. So listen, he's the warrior. He killed Goliath. I couldn't stand up to him. I was petrified. So I, I was just scared. I was, I was petrified. That's why I said, I said he's sick because he threatened me. She covered over for himself. The David Barach, David ran away. So where does he run? He goes to Shmuel Anavi. He wants to know, what am I supposed to do? You know, your point is me, Melech. I'm here by the king, and, and I'm the, the king's son-in-law, and he's trying to kill me. He went to Ramah. That was a mock of Shmuel. He tells him everything is They went together to Noyes. What's Noyes? So Noyes was a, a region, an area right in, within Rama, a small area right next to Rama. And uh, they went to sit there, and that was the Mokim where, where Shmuel had his yeshiva. In those days, there was the Bnei Hanavim. They were not the sons of the Nevi'im, they were the Talmidim of the Nevi'im. They were learning the Derech to become Nevi'im. And his yeshiva was in Noyes. What, what Michal did, was this, what? Was this on, on the... Uh... Straight path, like was she? Kuchna, she's saving her husband's life. Yeah, rather. I'm saying this was planned before. She wasn't really like trying to yeah, yeah, yeah. get in trouble. Ah. Now, Now, chush mu v'yeshim nois. Chazal tell us something amazing over here. Doris Rava, my dechsev v'yelechu shmu v'yeshim nois. What does it mean? They said benois berama. My inyan nois. What is nois and rama? Two different places. Elosha yoshin berama. Avada, they're in rama. V'oiskin benoyoy means the beauty. B'yoyfi yeshal oylam. And what were they busy with? The Mokim HaMikdash. They're trying to figure out. The Torah just says, where, where is that place? And they spent that night learning, and they delved into the depths of the Sugi until they were able to figure out where exactly the Mokim HaMikdash is supposed to be. The Gemara says, Chazal tell us the things that the Talmud Vosik couldn't figure out in a hundred years, they were able to Mechadash in that night. How is it Shaykh that that night of all nights, you know, you can imagine David had other things on his mind. That's the night they were able to achieve such greatness in Torah. The Torah says because they were learning this Torah, this terrible 
tzara, and David was able to put aside all of his own tzara, so he said, Kapitel and Tessus, that night, and he was able to throw everything else aside and be Isaac Kalkuli and Taira. So he had a Bazundar Siyat Dishmai. This is the Taira Shalomadati Ba'af, the concept of a person learns Taira when he's going through a difficult situation. He can achieve such greatness in Taira that he can never achieve when life is going smooth sailing. So, Father, we all want that life should smooth sail, should be a smooth, beautiful journey. But when Chas Shalom, there's a difficult moment and a person is able to put away his own Tsar. You know, they could achieve unbelievable things. So that night, Bedafka that night, they had the schools to figure out the Makam Amikdash. So the Pasik tells us that the news gets out, you know, it doesn't take long. Vayugad l'shol leimar hine David b'noyes b'rama. Shol hears that David is in noyes. He's in this city together with Shmuel. So right away, vayishlach shol malachim l'kachas as David. Shol sends messengers. Go bring David. Now Chazal are very harsh. They criticize David quite harshly for this. That says even even uh, Goyesha kings wouldn't go to this extent to send out, to schlep him away from the Navi. It seems like this was a, a tiny on show that he went to this extent to kill David. But I'll call upon him, he sends messengers. What happens? Vayar es lahakas hanavim. This is a very unusual word. What's lahakas hanavim? So if you... Rashi says sias. It's a group. That's what Targum Yenison says. But the Mepharshim say that it's the same word as kihila. It's just switched around, just like there's kesev and keves. So you could have uh, kehal and lahakas is the same word, just uh, kehilas and lahakas is the same word with the letters switched around, just like kesev and keves. So he see, the messengers see this group of Nevi'im. And what are they doing? Hanavim nivim. They're all saying nevuah. V'shmuel oimed nitzav aleim. They're all being misnabi. Now, when they're being misnabi, these are talmidim. They're new to nevuah. Their nevuah only comes through Shmuel standing over them, and the ruach is coming from Shmuel, just like it says by Moshe Rabbeinu, and he's able to give it over to Shivim Nevi'im and Elder Meidav misnabim b'machanes. So he was able to give over a ruach asher olav to the talmidim. The talmidim were flat on their faces because they couldn't stand up, and the ruach came over them, which is a an awesome experience, even Daniel and others, Nevi'im said, the tremendous pachat in Yira. Shmuel, Miroiv Gadlusa, he was such a godl, he was able to stand while he was achieving the Nevuah. An unbelievable ha- thing happens as that this tremendous Ruach Nevuah spreads to the messengers of Shaul. They suddenly start saying Nevuah. What's the Nevuah that they start saying? So they start being Misnaba that David's going to be the Melech. And uh, David is going to save Klal Yisrael. When they have this nevuah that Babanel says, they couldn't continue with their plan of killing the Mashiach Hashem, so they, they know what to do. They can't go back to Shoal because Shoal will kill them. They need to fill their mission. Same time, they just ha- heard from HaKadosh Baruch himself that, they're, that David's the next king, so they just stayed there. He sends another group of messengers. The same thing happens. A third group of messengers, they snap gam they also become the Vim. Shaul doesn't give up. Okay, I'm gonna just take care of this myself. Sometimes it's the only way to get things done. So he heads out to Rama. Vayove at Borhagodl, he gets until the Borhagodl. And 
when he gets there, this was a certain location, Asher B'Seicha, some big cistern, Vayishal, Vayemer, Eifah Shmuel, he asks, where is Shmuel v'David? Vayemer, he's told, Hinei B'Noyes B'Ramah, there are Noyes in Ramah, Vayelech Shon, El Noyes B'Ramah, so Shol himself goes, Vatihi Alav Gamhu Ruach Alikim, Shol is different from the other Nevi'im, he already experiences Nevu'ah immediately, as soon as he heads in the direction of Shmuel, he becomes a Navi, Vayelech Holoi V'Yisnabe, he goes saying Navu as he goes, Ad boy b'noyis b'ram until he gets to noyis. Vayivshet gamhu begadov. He takes off his royal garments. Vayisnabe gamhu l'fneishol. He joins the talmidim lying there, being misnabe. Vayipol oroim kol ayemahu and his orim orim means from his big day malchus. V'chol halayla and the whole night al kein yoyimu hagam shalvan vim. And therefore it says like it was it was a saying hagam shalvan vim. Now although we had this earlier. Shaul there experienced a very brief moment in Nevu'ah. Over here, we see that Shaul was on a much higher madrig. All the others, they only got Nevu'ah when they actually arrived at the Makam of Shmuel. In addition, the Nevu'ah was a very short-lived Nevu'ah. They had flashes of Nevu'ah. Shaul had, first of all, already from further, he experienced the Nevu'ah. And he had continuous Nevu'ah an entire day and entire night. And we see from over here, everyone saw that it must be that Shoal was Be'etzim and Navi. So that's why when he was a Navi and the Ruach was there, it came over him in a much more powerful way than all the other Shluchim. Which is important to me as Bainim. We're going through this Prokim and you see bizarre things about Shoal. But to remember, the Kedusha of Shoal was such that as he approached the Makim of the Nevoah, he naturally began to be Misnabi in a whole different level than everyone else was there, even more than Talmidim. And that's why they said, Hagam Shol B'Navim, especially when you see Shol himself, obviously has it within himself to be a Navi. Now, we're going to finish with this, but just one last thing. If you look over here, Rashi brings from Targum, he brings that Ve'yipel Aron Ve'nofel Birsha. That's what the Targum says. Right? Targum to Pasuk Chavdalad is Ve'nofel Birsha, which is a strange word. Targum Yonis Ve'nofel Atiloi, Vishamati, Bishem, Reb Menachem, what is Birshon? Shishoma P. Aravi, Echir from Arab, Birshon, Beloshan, Ravi, Meshuga. So it seems like there's another Mahalach over here that this was more of a, of a, uh, not a Navu of Kedushab, this was more just a moment of total, absolute madness for a day and a half, but this gives David the opportunity to escape from there. And we'll see from there, Bez Hashem, next week, we'll move into the, well, I don't know if next week, we'll see if, it, if there is or not, next week is still going to be decided. We're going to move into the famous Haftar of Mocha Chaydish Bez Hashem next year. Shkerech.